0: There was a threatening letter posted at that door and that letter said if you don't stop sharing the gospel then we will burn your store and we will kill you and your family.
1: Dania Yadago's father wasn't intimidated by the people who were threatening him and his family in their Middle Eastern country.
0: He just used to look at them and said, You know what? I have a big God who not even a hair of my head will follow that his permission. He has called me to be here. He has called me to share the gospel and I will keep doing what God has called me to do. And you do whatever you think you want to do because I know that this is what God called me and I'll keep doing it.
1: Daniel Yadago is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm
2: Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. When the Yadagos chose not to let persecution scare them away from Jesus Christ, they were following the example set by his first disciples. And Billy Graham teaches on the faithfulness of those disciples a little later in this episode.
3: The world would hate them, he said. They would be a sheep in the midst of wolves. They would be arrested, scourged, and brought before governors and kings, he warned. Even their loved ones would persecute them.
2: Christians have been suffering for Christ through the centuries because they understand what he did to save them from their sins. You can learn how Jesus saves you from your sin by going to this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net.
0: GPS God. People stories. My name is Dania Yadago. I am originally from the Middle East. I was born in a country where about 98% of the population are not uh, Christians. So often Christians were persecuted for their faith.
1: Dania's story involves several different countries, but we can only mention one of them by name, and that's the United States. You see, Dania works for the Ministry Samaritan's Purse, and mentioning any of the other countries in her story could
2: jeopardize her co workers in those countries. The first country in Dania's story is the one in which she was born in 1993.
0: My family wanted to move to find a better future for our family because the circumstances in my country were not very good. So they wanted to take their kids to go to another country finding a better future for us.
2: But instead of their situation getting better in that second neighboring country, It got worse.
0: Because we were not citizens of that country, it was very difficult for my dad to find a good job to support our family. And I remember oftentimes, uh, because my dad's job was not good, we did not have even food to eat. And as a child, so many nights I had to sleep without eating anything. And sometimes if we were to have food, it used to be only raw onion and bread. We lived in a room that was empty, it was dirty, we did everything on the floor. We didn't have money to buy couches or beds.
1: Unlike most of the other people in the country where they were living, the Yadagos were not Muslim, but they weren't Christian either. They really didn't hold to any faith. But when they heard that a church was offering assistance to the needy, they didn't hesitate to get there.
0: And there, they met a pastor, which was their first time meeting a pastor who unconditionally loving them. And they asked questions to him, and they wondered why he loved them that way. Uh, And he said that it's because of the love of Jesus. I was loved unconditionally, and I'm loving you this way. And when they heard about Christ, they wanted to know more about him, and they gave their lives to Christ.
1: After they gave their lives to Christ, Dania's parents began teaching their children to turn to God for all of their needs. They also started doing ministry work through the church where they first were introduced to Jesus.
0: They used to go do home visits, pray with people and evangelize to people as well. And eventually that prepared them to the bigger evangelism that was going to happen in my own country.
2: We'll get to that bigger evangelism part of Daniel's story in a few minutes. But first, a story of God's remarkable provision for the family.
0: Every night before I go to sleep, I used to ask Him for so many things. I was, Lord, please provide our needs. Please give us food to eat. Please give us clothes. Please give us toys and, and think, basic necessities that we need. And I used to go to bed not knowing what's going to happen, but trusting that the Lord would take care of us. So as I was praying for these things, uh, our family had a very specific need. And this need was to have something to help them hear the news back in our home country because at that time we were not living in our own home country. So we wanted to hear the news and also to listen to a Christian radio station in a part of the world where it's hard to uh, be a Christian.
2: Countries where it's hard to be a Christian are the very places that the Christian ministry Samaritan's Purse does a lot of its work. And when Dania was about five years old, Samaritan's Purse brought its Operation Christmas Child Outreach to her country.
1: Operation Christmas Child invites people in the United States and lots of other countries too to fill shoeboxes with small gifts for children. Then they distribute those shoeboxes along with the story of Jesus to children living in difficult circumstances around the world. Children just like Dania and her brother.
0: As I was walking to go get my shoebox, it felt as though there was an explosion of joy in my heart because I was so excited. I have never felt this kind of joy before, honestly. I was was so, so excited. My heart was racing and my hands were shaking from excitement and I made my way through to receive this beautiful shoe box. And then that man pulled a beautiful shoe box from that brown box and he handed it to me. When I put my hands with that box and I looked at it, I just could not stop smiling. It was a very, very special day for me. So I wanted to open it right there and then, But my mom uh, told me that I had to wait until I go home and open my shoebox. Uh, We finally made it home, and we sat as a family to open the shoeboxes that we received. And honestly, I can't remember my family coming together with excitement like this, all sitting together. And if you can picture the room that we were sitting in, it was gray. It had no color. We were doing everything on the floor. We were all sitting in the floor, a family sitting on the floor and the whole family is excited as we're pulling these items from those shoe boxes. We're yelling every item from those shoeboxes. And I remember pulling hygiene items like toothbrush, a soap that smelled so good, um, a, a new washcloth that our family needed, school supplies. And I remember being so amazed to see decorated pencils because I've never seen decorated pencils in my life at that time. <laughs> uh, I couldn't understand why someone would spend so much time in decorating a pencil.
1: Every item Dania and her brother pulled out of their shoebox was just one more reminder of God's provision. That alone probably would have been enough. But, she says, God was not done.
0: There was another small box inside the shoebox that we received, inside that Operation Christmas Child shoebox. As we pulled this small box out and we opened it, we pulled an item from it. And as we realized what this item was, we could not believe our eyes. Because inside that small box, there was a mini fully functional radio. Out of a million of shoeboxes, why would that shoebox come specifically to the family that needed it the most? Honestly, as a child, I just, when I saw that, I saw that the prayers that we put and all the faith that we put, God answered those prayers.
4: He's the- God.
2: About three years after Dania and her brother received their shoeboxes, the family was moving back to their home country. It was something that Dania's mom said she would never do, but neither she nor her husband could ignore God's leading.
0: They both prayed about it because it was so heavy, and then they had a pastor who came and he told them, have you ever thought of going back and sharing the gospel <laughs> in your own country? And we will be the one who will support you if you do that.
2: The first people Dania's parents shared the message of Jesus with were Mrs. Yadago's parents.
0: They were the first people to get saved when we went back home. And then we we, we were starting to the gospel of people in our own village. Our, even our own relatives did not want us to be there. They wanted us to leave the village. They said that we brought shame to them. We brought shame to their name by being evangelists. And then that's when the whole village heard eventually about... Us sharing the gospel, keeping in mind that at that time we were not even allowed to have a church building in that village. So we did everything in our small old room. We had so many people come. God used us to share the gospel with so many people that a lot of them, although the majority were persecuting us, but there were a lot of them that were wanted to hear, wanted to hear the good news, and wanted to get saved. So with these people, we started a meeting at our home church. And we started doing worship and and sharing the gospel with each other. We we had no pastor. We uh, we were just brothers and sisters just coming together and sharing the gospel and worshiping at our own small home.
1: As word spread about the gatherings at the Yadago's home, they began to face more and more persecution.
0: It took many forms and shapes. And I remember my dad, one morning, he went to his shop. He had a shop to sell and fix watches. And one morning he went and he found out that there was burned oil poured all over his front door. And there was a threatening letter posted at that door. And that letter said, if you don't stop sharing the gospel, then we will burn your store and we will kill you and your family. We got so many threatening letters like this, targeting our family and the believers that came to our home meetings. When we did not stop, they went and spray-painted the whole walls of the village by phrases targeting the believers and the family, uh, and our family. And they used to say, either you would leave the village or you will be beheaded.
1: Even a police officer showed up at the family's home, pointing a gun at Dania's dad.
0: And he threatened to shoot my father for, uh, for sharing the gospel. Yet my father just welcomed him and said, let me just tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then if you're not convinced, you can go ahead. And, you know, at that point, I I thought that my dad was crazy. You know, why would someone stand so boldly for his faith? So that police officer sat with my father. And after a long conversation with the Bible in my father's hand, explaining to him what grace is, what God's unconditional love is, that police officer gave his life to Christ. And he came with a gun. He left with a Bible. (laughs) So God was very just watching over us.
2: Clearly, Dania's dad wasn't intimidated by the people who were threatening him and his family.
0: He just used to look at them and said, you know what, I have a big God who not even a hair of my head will follow without His permission. He has called me to be here. He has called me to share the gospel, and I will keep doing what God has called me to do. And you do whatever you think you want to do, because I know that this is what God called me, and I'll keep doing it.
2: Dania had grown up loving the God that her parents served so faithfully. But she knew she wanted to make her own commitment to Jesus. That happened when she was about 12 or 13.
0: I remember I was under my covers. Everybody was asleep. And I just started crying. And I was like, Lord, I love you. I want to be with you. I don't want to be whatever in a place that you are not. I want to be with you eternally. I want to give my life to you. And I asked him and I said, Lord, I want you to use me from this moment on. I want you to be my Lord, my Savior. And although I'm in a country where I am not having that freedom to serve you as much, but I want you one day to use me in mighty ways. And I don't know how that was going to happen. I just gave my life to him at that day, and I trusted that he would use me. And I knew that I became his daughter. Um, so It was definitely a personal decision.
1: When Dania made that decision for Christ, the country in which her family was living was in the midst of war. And because of the war, people were no longer able to come to the Yadagos house church. And the Yadagos weren't able to travel to share their faith. Before the war, though, that was a very different story.
0: Yes. So before the war breaks out, we have a lot of people come. We, had, uh, we started to have three meetings a week instead of one meeting a week. We just had so many people come that we had to put chairs outside. And that's how people in the village heard our worship and they started the persecution, you know. Uh, there There was so much growth just to see how the Lord used our family in a village that did not know Christ, that there was no worship in it. But then there was worship. They were just coming out of those village walls. Yeah. Uh, there were people who were praising the Lord. There were people who were giving their lives to Christ. There were lives who were uh, being changed.
1: Eventually, Daniel's whole family, including one set of grandparents, were all able to move to the United States. And today... God's using Dania to share the message of Jesus Christ through her work at Samaritan's Purse.
0: One thing, honestly, that I noticed is that my parents, one struggle my parents had here is the language. They came from um, so many years of ministering, of evangelizing, and here they can't do that because of the language. And to me, I felt a heavy burden to do something about this. One thing that God was placing in my heart is continuously reminding me of the past, continuously reminding me of what my parents have done, what we have lived there. And it became so much of, of a burden that I just had to always tell people about it. I wanted to carry my parents' you know legacy, as of to say, or, or carry the torch. Now, you know, they've done all their part. They planted all the seeds in me and they brought me here. Now it's my turn to take that and move forward. I want to give you
2: In the most difficult situations, Dania and her family experience the peace and purpose and joy that you can only experience when you have surrendered your life to Jesus. Do you need to surrender your life to Jesus? Well, now is the perfect time, and we can help. Go to this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net.
1: Stay with us. Just a minute. Dania is going to share how a book written by Billy Graham helped her through some scary times you're
3: listening to gps god people stories a podcast production of the billy graham evangelistic association in our day millions of christians are suffering in many parts of the world billy graham christ spoke frankly to his disciples concerning their future the world would hate them he said they would be a sheep in the midst of wolves They would be arrested, scourged, and brought before governors and kings, he warned. Even their loved ones would persecute them. However, Christ told his disciples that they were not to count it a misfortune when reviled and persecuted. Rather, they were to count it as a favor and blessing. They were to rejoice and be exceeding glad. We're not surprised that the early Christians rejoiced in suffering, seeing that they looked at it in the light of eternity the nearer death, the nearer to a life of eternal fellowship with Christ. Christ has overcome the world, and you by faith can overcome the world through our Lord Jesus Christ. Put your trust in him today. Repent of your sins, receive him as your Savior, and let his serenity, his joy, his peace be yours in the midst of the hard realities of the life that you have to live wherever you are.
2: At Billy Graham's funeral service, there was a very touching moment when his son, Franklin, said, Daddy, I won't see you on this earth again, but I will see you again. Well, you can read a lot more touching and insightful comments from Franklin about his dad in his new book. It's titled, Through My Father's Eyes. Franklin shares personal memories, stories, and lessons that he learned from his father. The title, again, is Through My Father's Eyes, and it's available online at billygrambookstore.org. That's billygrambookstore.org.
1: Another book you can get at that website is one Billy Graham wrote. They made a big impact in the life of our guest, Dania Yadago. The book's called Angels, and Dania's parents had a copy of it.
0: I remember as a child so many times just uh, worrying about going from place to place, seeing the heavy persecution we had, the many threatening letters that we used to receive. But God used so many things to comfort me and telling me that, Daniel, don't worry. One of these things was um, I uh, randomly grabbed a book at my house, and this book was written in my own language. And it was angels, and I read the name, and it was Billy Graham. At that time, I didn't know who Billy Graham was until uh, until later on. But I opened the book, Keep in mind, I'm not even a reader, but those stories just caught my attention. I wanted to read and read more. And I still remember till this day, all the stories that I've read of how God used his angels to protect his people. Now, yes, there are people who die for the sake of Christ. You know, we could have easily been dead. But when God's will is to keep his children, to further his glory, you know, to, to further his kingdom, he protects them using his angels. you know. And that was definitely something that I kept for so long and I treasured for so long.
1: And a reminder that you can get your own copy of that book by Billy Graham. Just go to BillyGrahamBookstore.org and search for the title, which is Angels. It was an absolute joy for us to spend some time and be encouraged by Dania. And we want to thank her for sharing how God has worked in her life. We also would like to thank you for listening and for sharing what you hear here on GPS with your friends. I'm Jim Kirkland.
2: And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS, God, people, stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.